0: 96 of not politically correct what is going down it's the homie ts aka c nova you know i gotcha aka hanker hook aka mexican raiden aka epe aka the Wonton don aka quentin quarantino and you can find me on twitter at cnova kpz what's going down mccoy
1: what the fuck is going on it's your boy mccoy aka mr with a Do, aka young splash god aka no cap charlie aka smooth job johnny aka doped up danny A.K.A. FBI Mike, A.K.A. Hip Hop Harry, A.K.A. Hallway Jones, because your bitch got a ringtone and I was it back in my Mm -hmm. younger years. You feel what I'm talking about? And you can find me on Snapchat at Rim McCoy Rebel here and there. And you can definitely find me on Twitter at Rim McCoy KPZ. Cody. I am Cody. Yeah,
2: I am Cody. 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 You need to Cody. (laughs)
3: Russ, Barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Kid Universal, aka The progenitor aka uh, School Wars Q, excuse me, aka Russ the Bus.
2: You're excused. Ooh,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And oh yeah. You can oh, find yeah. Me oh yeah. On the oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. of yeah. at uh, Stadius, not Chadius, and on IG at
1: I D I T Y I D I T Y. That's for really idiot. Now we haven't done that in unison a long time because of we're not recording in person and it doesn't usually tend to you know layer right. But I just That's I, idiot, I miss it so much. <laughs> so there's that. Um, also, just so you guys know, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, not politically correct podcast. Uh, so you can go ahead and join that group and get you know be a part of the festivities. We have um, a page you should like the NPC podcast page. Go ahead and thumbs that up, and uh, those numbers do something in, in the, on the internet. Um, we have a Twitter, not PC podcast, so go ahead and follow and stay, you know, abreast of, uh, with uh, what is going on. Um, and then also, we are on SoundCloud, we are on the podcast app, we are on Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, anything that you can listen to shit on, we are there. Just type in our name, not politically correct podcast. Like us, rate us, leave a comment, and let us know how the fuck you feel about your boys. You dig? <laughs> but on another note, now it's time for Spick it, erbicket, spick it, erbicket, spick it, spick it,
2: spick it, sports. Yeah, uh, not too much going on. Well, I mean, there probably is, but it's not too much observed from myself. Uh Rip to Elgin Baylor at 86. Yeah, um, let's see rip to LeBron's right leg um, wait what LeBron's out
1: wait what LeBron James
2: you didn't hear that yeah there was a great meme with Simba as a cud like LeBron? <laughs> yeah he's out Um, like so... like for the rest of the season I think they said for the rest of the season I've been seeing because I follow him on Instagram and he's it seems like taking the th- like physical therapy extremely hard like Every day you know,
3: he's posting stuff. what you know, crazy? It used to be like if you had an injury that was for your career, like the rest of your life you're done. Um, but now it's just like uh, certain injuries that were like career ending. People are like, oh, no, he'll be back in like six months or, or mm-hmm. you just have to wait till next year. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy.
2: Obviously, it depends on the injury. But, I mean, yeah. I think uh, for technology,
3: right. um, <laughs> we have the technology. a lot
2: of stuff like – <laughs> but like yeah they have a lot of it's stuff dope. that are really helping your body heal a lot faster too and you know obviously there's stuff where it's like you know flip of a coin if you're able to recover to perform again or not but so yeah, yeah better better
3: practices in place for that too also to make sure people don't uh, injure themselves like they used to and
2: which is funny because I just no McCoy you're not going to have a chance to talk anyways um, just... <laughs> <laughs> I was told like okay I feel it real good <laughs> No, I just want to say this real quick, and then you can talk. Um, I was just telling, uh, oh, I almost slipped again. Siri, um, last night about a there was a Kobe interview where he was injured and like he wanted to get back into play. He said it said to his coach like, you know, the medical staff cleared me. I'm feeling better. Like I I'm out there practicing. Why can't I play? And and the coach said like because they said like uh there's a one in ten chance that if you get injured again you won't be able to play ever again. And so his coach said. Let's say you have a a bad headache and, uh, or you have a headache. The doctor gives you 10 pills, but one of them is poisonous and could kill you. Are you willing to take that chance? And Toby's response was, how bad's the
0: headache? (laughs) It's so
2: cold. Shut up. TS, Don't say anything. McCoy, you had something to say?
0: You know what else is cold? It is so cold.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my gosh. I
1: I was going to say, well, actually in the winter. Co- in the I was gonna say Kobe's body's dead body's cold, but actually it was hot because he got burned up in the helicopter. I
2: mean, sounds like I'm gonna be hitting up right now.
1: that but... <laughs> nah, um that's not letting me talk. No, um I was just gonna say, <laughs> last last night, um
2: roasted I like was, Kobe.
1: Right. <laughs> like a marshmallow, <laughs> which was Kobe. Jesus um I, <laughs> I have so many jokes I want to just kinda get up, but I'm not gonna do it. Um, so last <laughs> night I was watching some shit on, on, uh, YouTube. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, uh, the 85 South
2: podcast, this lesson, slash
1: right? watch this...
2: this shit again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i you guys are, uh, familiar with 85 South podcast, which is, um, Chico being Carlos, yeah. uh, Miller, I think his well, name no. is, and then, um, uh, DC young fly. The, so they had an 22 episode, Savage, right? They had a, a episode um, from last September where they were talking to um, Shumpert, Eman Shumpert, um, mm-hmm. or, uh, and so he was talking about like how he, st- you know, in his career he had been hurt a couple times uh, in his knee. Um, That's
2: two for everybody. Um, couple list.
1: Um, he said he hurt his finger one time, whatever. It was like, and he's like, Shh. but now, he was like, it's crazy because you get so used to it, and you get the, he's like, they go in there and do knee surgery, and I'll be right back at it, you know, in a couple weeks and shit. And I'm like, thinking about it, I'm like, dude.
0: What?
1: Yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah, he, you know, he was never really out, out too long. Um, He had, like, injuries here and there, but but he, we were able to get back at it within like 12 months, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're able to get
2: back. I don't like cyborgs.
1: You. <laughs> it's like, you're able to get back at it. He's like, way faster than, you know, that you used to be, like, you could, he's like, I didn't fuck my finger up, pop my shoulder, like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna go to surgery for this, and I'll be back in a few weeks, type shit, like, he said it, like, that's so amazing that we've gotten to that point that, you Mm -hmm. know, that they literally have the technology, they can rebuild them, like, face ass, like, it's a lot of that shit going on, and plus, I mean, you know, drugs, so, like, after, you know, Jesus. After No, I'm saying, Um. like, drugs for actual, like, rehabilitation, (laughs) you know, because, like, if they need you to get back on the, you know, like, what, what was that movie that it was, um,
2: Temptation back-to-back games. Cocaine.
1: <laughs> <"Temptation."> <laughs> I'm telling you, somebody gonna dunk, he gonna dunk on somebody shit. Listen. Uh, oh,
2: God. Literally on God, he's dunking on oh, God. He literally
1: gonna dunk on God. Um, but, Temptations, um, Blue had to keep getting those, like, what is it, cortisone? Or shots or whatever in his back. You know, to kind of keep him just pushing through. So it's crazy how you have technology and then you also have that little layer of, like, yeah, we're gonna make sure you're, you know, out there to play the game or do the show or whatever the fuck has to happen, but we're just gonna pump you full of drugs anyways and you'll be, you know, straight that's, in the, in the, the short
2: term. the torture thing too is sometimes they do like a quick band-aid fix thing just so you can get out and play like that game or that series or something like that, but then like, that's not helping your body in the lawn run on hall, like healing actually, you know? Right, yeah. I was a few weeks ago, I was watching again that, uh, Derrick Rose documentary and he was talking about how like after his like second or third injury he's just like all right let's just do it again like no he's like I can either get in that mindset of like oh man this is gonna be like terrible and I don't want to go through the therapy or like 12 months down the road like regret it when I can just take it day by day and because I know what I want to do and you know get through and right right I feel it I feel it.
3: <gasps> LeBron,
2: man. okay um lebron james hurt oh i said that one already let's see wait
1: while i have while i have you on the line head ass uh do from do from <laughs> philly uh ben simmons no uh joel
0: and santana <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude <laughs> that's
0: enough
1: <laughs> no, no bullshit that's funny since that you said that to because I was definitely listening to Dipset uh, all day yesterday bro crazy wow that you <laughs> brought that shit up bro that's funny as fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that thing was cold Anywho, um Joel Embiid uh mm-hmm. he he's injured too right like isn't he out for the season that uh that silence Helps me to know that you don't know. So it's cool.
2: I'm I'm it takes me a little bit to get to open the folder and click on ESPN, man. Just chill, man.
1: <laughs> I I don't know. Got it. Um, um, just so y'all know, Joel and B maybe, may or may not.
2: <laughs> breaking news, he might possibly be injured, might possibly not be right. injured. <laughs> um Wow, I just want to, so on the ESPN Harden State's case, I'm the MVP that simple. That's funny because this morning I looked and there's a top three running case for MVP and he's not one of them. (laughs)
1: Harden thinks he's
2: the MVP? Dude, Harden thinks he's good, so let's see. Just relax. Just relax. Relax. I think he's
1: right. (laughs)
2: Relax, relax, relax. <laughs> it's funny because I even saw a stat for one of his games, like, I think, against the Clippers recently, and it said like 38 points or something like 40 some points, I forget, and uh, like 12 assists and eight or 12 rebounds and eight resists, I think. Like, eight oh. So <laughs> Eight resists? I'm like, so you still yeah, can't he get a triple? triple. <laughs> I'm trying to rib on him. You guys are fucking little. Uh, so are the Olympics, wait, a um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Fuck.
1: So I huh? so, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you did those stats you just gave out? <clears throat> yeah. Those are Harden stats, right?
2: Yeah. He can't get a triple double. He sucks.
1: I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know if I would call that sucking. However, I pause. However, <laughs> uh, I would say I would say Giannis has been putting up some it, some crazy numbers, and I did yes. look this up. Uh, look this up about a week ago. I don't. I don't know if Giannis is in the running for MVP, but he yeah. should be good. Yeah. And the only two other um, ball players have won it three years in a row, and that's Larry Bird and uh, Bill Russell. I think he has a good. I think he's playing that better. Was... I think he's. No. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I think he's playing better almost this year than he was last year. If if you look at the numbers, I think they compared them. And they even a couple percentage points better in every category. So I'm wondering, I'm kind of looking forward to him maybe pulling it down for a third year because that would be, record for him, honestly, record-breaking. You know, he, he would get into a small pocket of people who actually been able to do that. And also, I just think that he's, more than even last year, really earned it. You, the year before, we know he earned it. When we uh, was we, we damn near in the mm-hmm. uh, finals of 2019. We know he earned it that year. Last year, may- there is a case, maybe, whatever the case. Whatever the case may be, there was a case for it. This year, I think he does, is earning it, to me,
2: but... My my struggle, and I, <clears throat> this is kind of like where I argue with myself and rationality and stuff, is like, I just, like, he, I'm not saying bad, or like, he doesn't deserve MVP or anything like that, but it's like always me looking at what could be better, you know? And it's like I want him to be better at shooting. Like, just be like you—you could be a lot better, or you know. And I don't know. He's probably trying or like practicing stuff like this, But it's like you want to be called to all this greatness and stuff like that. Don't be like Shaq just dunking on people all the time. That's not what a the best play like. You got to be versatile and everywhere. But the part where I argue with myself is like each player is has to play their significant role. You know. Right. So you can't just like max out your stats on everything, you know what I'm saying? Like 2K, but
1: right, right, exactly. That's <laughs> a, that's the thing. That's the thing. Shaq was good at what Shaq did, and went down as one of the greatest centers to ever do it, mm-hmm. if not if not the greatest. Um, but his free—I mean, not was, according
2: to Draymond Green.
1: <laughs> I mean, yikes. Um, but his free th- mm-hmm. I mean, he couldn't make free throws. You know what I mean? Like that was—he's mm-hmm. not gonna be. You're not gonna be fun great f- in every area.
2: It's just not gonna be fun a fun fact. Shaq's entire career, he went one for twenty-two in three pointers. He only attempted twenty-two three-pointers and he made one of them. That makes sense. He's Shaq. But, I'm I mean glad like, he made that it's one. Just a, it's a funny that he's that's a that you know, that stat, but it's like it's realistic because you look at like what kind of uh position he's in, he's gonna be in the paint mm-hmm. all the time under, you know, Duncan or trying to get the rebound.
3: And what's that stat in relation to others who are in the same position? Where does he kind of sit among them? (laughs) And then, even with the whole free throw thing, I think he raised his percentage from like, what what was like 23% to like 50% or something? uh, Because he worked at it. Uh, But that was just the work ethic that he had. I think that kind of also adds to his (sighs) caliber of play.
2: Saying that Shaq has a work ethic is hilarious to me, but i go on. But, <laughs> I mean, he even said, like, he, he wouldn't go to the gym after a while, you know. That's why he wasn't <laughs> with the Lakers, but. He wouldn't yeah. go
1: to the gym?
2: Yeah, that's why he left the Lakers. He didn't work out. He got slow and sluggish, and, you know, that's why yeah. him and Kobe had that feud, because he wasn't putting as much effort into, like, getting better and training as that he leaving. should be.
1: He leaves the Lakers and then goes to Miami, Miami, and then wins a ring out there within the, what the first two years? Yeah, because he won in um '06 with Wade. Yeah, huh. Uh, side note, really? Well, I know, yeah, I
2: mean, because Dwayne Wade put the table on his back. I'm just kidding, kind well, of. Well, I mean, he did.
1: I mean, he he did. I often I often say this. I know I've said it on the pod before, but he does not get his.
2: He doesn't. I, mean, I tell you the, I watched the thirty for thirty with Dwayne Wade too. That one I cried at too.
1: Okay, I, I mean, you didn't have to tell us about that part, but I, <laughs> my, my. I, I don't think Dwayne Wade gets gets the amount of respect he he deserves just because, like, bro, when that cl- that class that came in in uh, 03, him, Carmelo, LeBron, obviously, he was the first one to get a ring. He was the first like first one, and people, I remember. Um watching basketball um closely though that year, <clears throat> and he was more like the low key guy like he would be at like they, had, they had this like pl- past clips of him and like functions and stuff, and he was just kind of like this like you know really he had like this not nerdy swag, but like <clears throat> he wasn't as flamboyant as like Lebron oh, or oh, Carmelo, sorry. and then two years in <clears throat> he fucks around and gets gets the ring like I don't think that people put enough emphasis on how, you know, good he was, you know, and then LeBron didn't get his first ring until he went down there with Dog. So,
0: I'm just saying. And then he just kept getting him after that. <laughs> so, but you know.
2: um, Yeah, I, what was it? oh yeah, I feel like I, that maybe we recognized or paid attention to him more because he went to Marquette, you know, and we were, it was exciting to watch him there, but as far as the rest of the Nation, I can't speak for them. I don't know their viewpoint when he got drafted and such. Be interesting
0: I didn't know D-Way went to Marquette. Yeah, yeah, he went to, actually, <laughs> he took him to the final four
1: in 03, right?
0: Yes, and
2: um, McCoy and I worked at the same place that he worked at when he went to. Um, oh, Marquette.
1: that's right. We did
2: <clears throat>
1: <clears throat>
2: Jesus Christ. That such place. Well, we didn't work at Jesus Christ,
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ Inc., and shit.
2: <laughs> we always work with him though.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck up. What else happened in sports, man? Damn.
2: Oh wait, I had a really dumb transition. Check this out. Hold on. Um. <laughs> and and uh, who were we just talking about? Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Yep. And and he really, when he drives to the hoop and dunks and stuff like that, man, he's got a lot of power with that. Um. And speaking of power, Method Man just got an NAACP image award winner for his role on power and cause music shit
1: it. okay McCoy. okay so met the man won the NAACP image
2: award for his uh role on power saxico burry shot himself in the foot one time speaking of people of uh, the names are <laughs> short mugsy bones <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> my mom
2: called and killed my vibe Now I forgot my transition <laughs> You know who else Was
1: trying to kill kill somebody Something
2: Like um, Aaron Hernandez
1: <laughs> Are we on sports or music God damn Aaron Hernandez also wrapped so. in his cousin's basement at one point You know who else did well, that He
2: wrapped his cousin up in the basement
1: <laughs> Holy shit man You are dark um, In the
2: closet I didn't do it,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, it like Aaron
1: Tory Lanes,
2: uh,
1: yeah, he exists, and uh, so I. Uh, last year was a crazy time for all of us. Of course. Oh, wait, I
3: gotta step out for this part. Get <laughs> <Kidding. laughs>
1: uh, Make sure you bring back some blueberry waffles. Um,
2: we drew the short straw.
3: Oh, Lord,
1: <laughs> last year was a crazy time for all of us. Uh, there was coronavirus, death of George Floyd, and one of the biggest election years in history uh, for the Canadian. Kobe Bryant for the oh yeah, that did happen. Kobe died in the beginning of the year. Um,
2: Rest in peace
1: for Canadian transplant Tory Lanez. Uh, the year also saw his career hang in the balance, to say the least, after his alleged shooting. I don't know if the I okay. Real quick, I spent a lot of time writing this, and the word alleged. Didn't seem to fit because I'm like, was he charged or was he not charged? Was too small. I, oh God. too <laughs> small. Um, so, I, for anybody that gets offended, any people that might listen to us and be like, oh, he, because he's a man and you just ain't alleged when he's did, I didn't know what the fuck word to use. I wasn't quite sure if he, you know, I don't know the penal system and how that works. Pause. But, anywho, <laughs> the alleged shooting of <laughs> his rap peer, Meg Thee Stallion. Uh, through the strength of cancel culture, his music began to take a little bit of a backseat the second half of the year, um, with two projects kind of flying under the radar. Um, that's Daystar uh, Project and also Loner. Loner got some fucking good-ass rap on there. I like, I'm I don't nobody to this shit back This year, he came back with Playboy, which is like an R&B-heavy uh, body of work, but does his music still have the appeal to escape the dark cloud that kind of is hanging over his character in the eyes of the public? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do we know how Cody feels? I'm just kidding. Uh, so, Russell, I was going to start, well, not necessarily, but I was going to start with you guys. I just wanted to kind of get your opinions on the album. Uh, the music, not the person Tory Lanez, but the music. If y'all want to just real quick tell me what y'all thought about the joint before I get into my little breakdown. We could start. We could actually start with Cody since he said no right away
2: i was teasing but i'll be honest um and it'll be a quick pause um i think that you know there's two songs of him that i know of and like from his first album i think love is one of them i forget the other one okay oh, but, but anyway uh he's a i think a good singer but this like what he's talking about on this album is really whiny and complaining and he's Saying like, I know this is wrong with me, and this is wrong with me, and this is wrong with me, but I'm gonna keep doing it. But I'm sorry, but I'm gonna keep doing it, and I'm, so, uh, you know, I feel bad about it, but it's not gonna stop me from like what the, <laughs> literally no growth physically or mo- mentally, you know. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> 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 what, what would you, <laughs>
1: um, how many genes would you give it?
2: How many rulers?
0: Um, uh, this, this would be in shorts, actually, Cody. But <laughs> I'm. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, t- that touche. That's Waller Gene. Uh. <laughs> denim, 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 denim. Um, I mean, I think I listened to like the first four tracks, but I'll. Oh damn! Let's go with that. Four out of ten.
0: Four out of ten. Fair enough. You didn't even give. You didn't even listen to the whole album.
1: Yeah, some of the better songs are towards the end for me, but.
2: I was trying to catch up this morning, but then not get to time to call. Yeah, I got it. I
1: got it. Uh, <clears throat> Russell, how do you feel about the joint <laughs> Um,
3: I don't like him as a singer. Um, hmm. I think he's, he's, he sings decent. Honestly, this, this album was just average to me. Um, I would say maybe 4.5, 5 out of 10, whatever criteria you want to mm-hmm. uh, uh, put it towards. Um, it'd be a great instrumental, um, but like Cody said, it's it's really it's a really whiny, um, and it's not even like a this is how I'm feeling, let me pour out my feelings type of thing like other artists have done. It really just seemed like he was being just petty and whiny about a lot of stuff, and that was like, meh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you couldn't even make it clever to me. Yeah. Um, no. Or have some type of passion about it. Um, the music I thought was was, was really good. Um, there was a couple tracks in there. Um, it was like I liked the beginning, and then he did this switch up, and I'm like, you could have kept this as a separate track. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, okay. it was an average R&B male album to me. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. I definitely I could definitely see the those opinions uh, or how you might feel that way. And I was gonna say too about uh, he, he gets really. There's one song where he gets really pitchy and you can just hear, mm-hmm. you can literally hear the auto-tune coming in to save. to Corrected. save it. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, I
3: think he, he is, a, like I said, a decent singer outside of the auto-tune. I think he really relies on that way too much, like a lot of singers do, Right. And that really takes it away from me from them. Um, if he did an album just, how, just with his voice, I think it would have a better effect, it would be more authentic, and maybe it would show more of that passion, um, but but the content definitely um, was like, all right, you know, I could probably just listen to this as a instrumental, but this do not really match the, the vibe of this. It's, it just walked
2: in. It's funny because um, Siri and I were just talking about how we're sick of people who complain about their lives, but then don't do anything about it. I'm like, oh, as Russell talking, like, that's Tory Lanez. We were just talking about that.
0: <laughs> um. All right, TS, how you feel about this one? Pretty much echoing the same thing that everybody has already said. It was this was like if Taylor Swift decided to put a bunch of auto tune on her voice and then be a hood R and B dude complaining yeah. about her exes. This is that album. Yeah, for sure. that's a good. This is I, that I, album. Oh wow! Well, she, yeah, Taylor,
3: Swift, Lane, <laughs> <solatic> <laughs> Taylor Swift, Tory Lanez, same pentameter. Taylor Swift, yeah, damn near dude. All right.
1: It was just so this album is uh. <laughs> that's funny that you say that because I'm like I, I can't for the life of me understand how this fucking woman has won three album of the year awards. But that I'm not gonna get into that. The Grammys are over. Shout out to Nas for getting his uh his joint finally. I don't think we've uh, I don't think we've talked about that. Uh, Kings. I, I do want to say real quick, real quick. TS, go ahead. I, before 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 I jump into Mario, I'm gonna say, uh, uh, do a quick. Three-minute Grammy sure. wrap-up. TS, so what would you give it?
2: Um, A mute button.
0: <laughs> I think I, I might listen to it maybe once again. I I, tr- I try listen to it two times over, and I, even after the second time, I I don't care for his singing because of all the auto tune, like Russell was saying. And that's probably why Taylor Swift is winning. Grammys because she's not putting the auto tune on her. So when she's whining about something, it's at least in at her least she voice. She sounds good about it.
3: The, the <laughs> thing with most artists and auto auto tune is that they overdo it because most of yeah. yeah. artists uses auto correction, um, which is what auto tune is for their vocals to make sure they're they're on the uh, the right key, right pitch, and it goes along with the, the, the music to make it blend well. But a lot of black artists, unfortunately overdo it and it's a, it's a trend because a lot of people like that sound
2: yeah i feel like it's like a, it's supposed to be used as a tool not an instrument however i think yeah. the only exception is t-pain, T-Pain like made Tra- it sound travis good scott. obviously scott. yeah t-pain actually right. said
3: but, and uh yeah right i was gonna say t-pain actually
1: says that travis scott uses it better than him
3: <laughs> really <laughs> so, yeah wow.
2: yeah wow yep well i cannot argue yeah. with t-pain because that would be blasphemous
3: yeah, he was <laughs> definitely the, and, and I say this um, in jest, but he was definitely the progenitor of using it correctly. Yeah. And showing I didn't know he liked to things too. <laughs> he cleaned up a lot of tracks. Um, <laughs> but he, he used it in a way to where it was something that enhanced the song, not covered up for any yeah. faults. You know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah, and as definitely. much as
0: T Pain used, auto tune because you think T Pain, you think auto-tune. There was never a song where I was like, Ugh, that's too much. Right. Yeah. yeah. That I, uh not digging that sound. That's too pitchy. That's too this, that's too that. No T Pain,
3: he yeah. was really well, good at it. Yeah, for, for someone who is, is really well versed in music as far as theory like Jamie Fox to call this cat a genius. <laughs> that really speaks volumes.
2: Right. And we just talking I, about T Pain and said to
1: um, it's not enough syllables. T Pain, <laughs> Teddy Pendergrass. See, it. it don't work. Um, Teddy Pain. Well, uh, anywho,
2: good going,
1: yeah, man. um, <laughs> I think with T Pain, he's also a good singer, and so the auto tune part of it, kind of, it wasn't a lot for him to correct in pitch and stuff and things of that nature. So I feel like, um, and he did it for a stylistic purpose. He said it like. What? I wanted it to, yeah. to to sound like that, so he knew what he was trying to do with his voice. I think, like y'all, like you said, him being kind of like the start of it, um, especially in rap and things of that nature, people were just trying to, you know, kind of leech off that yeah. and shit. And so, I think you know became a became a trend thanks to T Pain, but it's y'all weren't using it in a masterful, like in a in a very yeah, creative. Just way. because you
2: can doesn't mean you should. Right, 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 right. Yeah. right, right, right. So Trey and- Lanes making this album.
0: <laughs> to Russell's point, Tori is a decent singer. He can keep a tune. He probably could just pull back a little bit on the auto tune. And if he did that, this would have been a sonically more pleasing album than what it turned out to be. It was he way, he relied way too heavily on uh, the auto tune and not so much on his voice. Kind of like a rapper would, like Lil Wayne would. He layered it on that much. It's like, but you can actually sing, dog. Why are you doing that? Wait, who? Like
2: stairs? Huh?
0: no, no, Tori Lane. No, oh, okay. I was like, would Tori I was like, Lane layer it on
2: when to Tori that, can have... actually sing. Wayne can't sing "Happy Birthday."
3: <laughs> <laughs> to that I would say two things. Like, um, one, I would, I think he would really do well if he did like an acoustic. Song, at least a song not maybe a whole album but of course song Dude, so you really, really like this man. hero I, you know what I'm saying I would really like to, to hear something like that yeah um, and I, I forget the second point because I was laughing at the Lil Wayne thing or thing. <laughs> I was
1: like Sorry. um no <laughs> uh but damn this could be... oh
3: this, this album felt felt like it was, a lot of songs felt like they were rushed like yeah. he was rushing through them mm.
1: yeah. you know we gonna we're gonna talk about that right now <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so y'all know how I do my little breakdown. Uh, we gonna start with beats. We gonna start with beats. So beats. And it, my turnips.
2: <laughs> That's um, funny because I'm organizing fruits right now. You got the
0: LVT over there?
1: And this <laughs> is just the intro. That's the first. So the first instrumental on this project is one of my favorites. Uh, because it has two pieces that are equally delightful. Um, the first half plays like a infectious jazz or poetry lounge. Um the simple piano chords are calm and familiar and they keep up the vibe that they create with the snaps and then like what sounds like an upright bass line. Um, so then it switches, you know what I'm saying, and then it takes us into a different direction with like like a falling synth like warble sound and from that we have this definitive Toronto sound takeover, you know, with the 80 the deep 808s and then like a Really metal or like digital percussion, but the sound is perfect. Um, the high pitched pianos in the background, in addition to his like airy libs floating on the track, um, as an instrument of their own, which you get a lot of in this uh, mixtape, um, is really like a nice vibe. Um, I get every piece of um, every every like vibe he was trying to create, or every like you know space he was trying to go to instrumentally here. Um, you know, I, I feel it and it kind of engulfs you in the song. So this is one of those uh, really good beats for me. Um, second beat, her slash are you dumb? Uh, This is, uh, this is another like dual beat, um, excursion. So this one starts here with a brandy vocal sample from what about us? Um, but they like run it through some type of like voice box function or like low fi, low pass, uh, filter. And then they layer it.
3: Isn't that Mr. Talkbox doing
1: that? He's, yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a, like a talkbox. Like I think.
3: No, no, I mean isn't that Mr. Talkbox doing it? Have you heard of him? The I've, guy who's like all over Facebook. Doctor. I have not. Yeah. I have yeah, not. I thought it was Mr. Talkbox doing that because that sounded like his style.
1: See, I don't know. Maybe, and that would make a lot of sense as as to because there that happens a lot on this uh on this tape too where you get a vocal sample, and it's kind of running through what sounds like a, a voice box. And I said to myself, I I don't know if he's necessarily sampling straight up, or if he's, like, re, if Tory himself is, like, using a voice box, it would still be um, sample is just interpolation. But mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was, like, saying stuff over through the voice, because it didn't, it doesn't sound like the actual Brandy sample, you know, it sounds a little bit off, but it sounds mm-hmm. like, and it sounds like a male vocal. So, I didn't know. Maybe it is. Um, uh, what did you say his name was,
3: Mister Talkbox?
1: Mister Talkbox. I've never heard of him, but you know, this is research for me to do in the future. Um, so I don't know, but they layered that uh, with a synth bass and a dope synth organ, and then but really basic uh, kick and clap. So we that's how we kind of the first part of the beat comes in, um, and it's again. There is another like Toronto sound, reminiscent of some of the best like moments of like OVO producer Forty. You know, it just really it, there's a sound that came you know in the 2010s with Drake, you know, at the forefront, and then you know Future as well, or not Future, uh, the Weekend. I don't know why I said Future. That's not at all who I was talking about. Um, but though, but there's definitely a sound, um, a Toronto sound. I think. Um, and so that a lot of this, you know, with him being from Canada, from Toronto, a lot of this does kind of carry on that tradition in some of these beats. But then it flips to, like, a Timberland and Missy sample track. And what was pissing me off right here is with all of my, you know, y'all know I'm really good at being like, oh, this was for this sample or this happened here with the music shit. I could not, I was like, I was getting mad because I couldn't pinpoint what exact Missy or Aaliyah song was. I know I've heard that beat. I know that's a Timberland, like, those drums and like all of that shit, and I'm like, is this a Leah or is it a Missy record? Because I, I, I don't know what exactly it was, and that was really like I have no idea how irritated I was getting by that. Like try, writing up my shit last night, I'm like, what the fuck song is this? Um, <laughs> so it is a, it is a, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. It is a uh, Timbaland slash Missy production of some sort. The question is, which one? Um, you know. Um, Definitely a swing mob joint But I just don't know Which of them producer or what Aaliyah song it was And so um, Anywho um, It was the perfect use of those Jungle drums and like outer space Scratches and his ad libs again Were used as background melody Now it could have been Mr. Uh, Talkbox um, But I I don't know either way they kept Doing that making those airy like uh, Talkbox vocals layer the background, and they add for a really dope, like, they make for a good, like, pad, like a good, like, what you would use, like, a synth pad for, but, like, they use the focus to do it, and it's dope as shit to me, um, all in all, I think this beat, it was really well thought out vibes, and then they ca- they captured every time, um, so, the third beat, I thought was good, was, um, Y'all Don't Look Right, um, the production on this song, or YDLR, the production on this song captures you from the very beginning. First, everything on this song has some type of, like, low-pass filter on this. So whole, Like, the the that gives the record so much charm to me. Um, It's not just, like, one instrument or whatever the fuck. Like, everything is running through something that's, like, low-pass, and you get, like, this really, I don't know, man. It's, like, this really interesting sound. Um, The bass line and the layers is, uh, again, vocal samples here create a perfect, funky, yet, like, hurt vibe, which works for the song, if you know you know what he was singing about on there and things of that nature but then there's like a metal ting in the snare a perfect metal ting in the snare that like adds something that is so unique to me um this is the best beat on the project to me personally i think uh um uh, y'all don't look right is just super sonically it's like super there like they knew what they were going to try what they were going for and they nailed it and kudos you know what i mean um songs that like okay, so feels while it's not my favorite, it is one it is definitely one of them and it's also likely the best radio single on the album. Um again, which would make sense as to why this is one of the few that he actually did a video for. So it features R and B juggernaut, Chris Brown, and this classic like Love Making Record encapsulates that exact feeling and intends to, especially for twenty twenty one. Um, you know, she, they not Writing loves records like they were in the 60s and 70s. Shit is pretty much, it's going to get explicit, but it is what it is. Um, the chorus uh, has a simple bounce, which is really, really good. Again, it, key, it, it like it really drives it home that Tory Lanez is a great songwriter, in my opinion. Um, but the chorus goes, uh, That loving you right, loving you right, touching you or wait loving you right loving you right loving you and then it goes into the touching you right touching you right touching you feels for the night best time of our lives loving you like it like the bounce on is like like it, his the pockets and shit for this course is very it's simple he's not saying a lot of shit right here but um it's like perfect it's like the perfect radio thing you could you could See yourself like me. I'm a. I love driving, like taking road trips and doing like freeway driving. And I could just see this on like a sunny Saturday, like cranking this, you know, my chick in the side on the, you know, on the passenger seat, and us just driving like on the freeway on a super sunny day. It's one of those types of like, I don't know, one of those types of vibes for me. And so I think how he works his course is perfect. It's perfect in terms of song creation. Um, they both have some amazing moments in this in this song, but. In both their verses, but I think I like Chris Brown's uh, bounce a, a tad more when he got the "I got you, come sit on me, eat the peach, chasing your soul." Like, all, like the way he's the way over the entire um, over the entire part of the verse. Like he his uh, flows on this record, I feel like were better, even though Tory Lanez has so many, and you see him repeatedly throughout this project. His flow on this particular record, he like wrote the beat better, like. Um, uh, like the switch it to me leave on your knee sucking the soul out of me and like when he chooses to like stretch words or like over sing or do an ad lib like I liked how uh, Chris Brown flowed on here um, so I think it's one of the best records and definitely the best commercial record on this uh, album or mixtape it's is a commercially released mixtape it's not technically an album according to the artist but All original music, nonetheless. The second song on here that I think is one of the best is Deceiving Eve. Um, This record is one where we're listening to one of the greatest things that Tory does, which is rap melodically. There might be some rappers that do it or do this, but I think Tory has perfected the art in, in the sense of melodic rapping. Like, I don't think anybody's going to sing rap better than Tory Lanez, in my opinion. Um, this record is him Mike talking. This, uh, yeah, yeah. This record is him talking to a woman. I'm gonna slap you. He lo- <laughs> uh, you, you should <laughs> slap yourself for saying that Mike Posner raps better than <laughs> sing rap than really Sing laugh. rap better? Yeah, uh, he see, he definitely sings better. Mm, he definitely is. A be- I think he's a better vocalist. He's,
2: but dude, he's I, got a mixtape where he's like rap singer. What is Oh shit! All the above. Uh, He's your favorite rapper's favorite singer too, he said. But anyway, he also said that you you you're wrong and you suck. Okay, go on. Uh, <clears throat> um, it's running short.
1: But there, so this record is him talking to a woman that he loved and clearly still does. It's chorusless. Uh, record <laughs> it feels like he's rapping and rapping a love letter to the love of his life. There are many random flows and pockets again that he chooses to get his shit off. You know, and it sounds super amazing. So he has a part in the song where he says, I heard another nigga got your body, heard another nigga got your soul. I know I know another nigga got it sold up. It's only your body slowly when you're scrolling. Beat the pussy till it's swollen. Give a fuck who I'm offending. Like, like, it's, he just knows. He just knows when to like drive it home, when to stretch a word, when to pull it, you know, pull it back, when to, you know, do all of that. His, the, his way of like riding the be beat or changing the cadence at the right moment is, impeccable it's like really impressive to be um and, but these dope moments they happen throughout the song he's what is like and i don't question god but god why did you give her someone better than me like and then he stretches that me perfectly like
2: look at me singing my hypocrisy <laughs> um <laughs> I, say, I, thought, I don't and, question god but i have a really big question for
1: you right 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 and i thought was, i thought that shit was funny too because like Y'all, this is a perfect example of what y'all are talking about with him whining, but not <laughs> trying to be oh better. God. It's the perfect example, this particular line, uh, with him just like, like he knows he fucked up, but he's like, why did you give her someone better? Basically saying like, now I know she's in a better place, but I would like her to be here with me type shit. Like, right. And- but he goes like, knife and stuff. Be my more heart.
2: miserable. Be with me.
1: Right, exactly. Fuck your happiness. And then he goes, "A uh, knife inside my heart, it keeps stabbing." Embarrassed of the times that I was bragging, uh, through all the embarrassment, I want you back in, back. And then again with the going from rapping to like really bringing the singing back, singing back into. He just in, in one line, he can sing, s- rap really well, and then go and finish that line singing like a baby Whitney Houston. Without you know, of course, there's he's not as good as Whitney Houston. What I'm saying is he'll go and do some like you know amazing push vocalist shit where he's like really pushing out like the you know the line or whatever that now always reminds me of like r
0: kelly or whitney houston or whatever the fuck Um, this just sounds like you would really be into musicals you should just go to more musicals i I think most of those artists and actors and actresses they'll be in the middle of talking it's disney (laughs) it's disney you'll be in the middle of talking and then all of a sudden you bust out into a random little song, and then you go back to talking in a regular voice, and then you're singing again.
3: Or Tyler Perry. Or Tyler Perry, Someone yeah. did you goes up to argue
0: with to McCoy, like Perry. they're going to fight him, and he's like,
2: they pull out a gun, he's like, let, it go. let <laughs>
3: it go. You're not welcome
2: here.
1: I don't want <laughs> your shit rat.
3: anymore. I don't buy that.
1: <laughs>
2: street rat.
3: You're fat
1: y'all funny um i actually don't <laughs> mind i actually don't mind musicals uh
0: you know, we know we can hear it. you've been talking about this the whole time I'm just <laughs> right um, everything that you like about tory lanes is what you would find in a musical or a disney movie he can talk and then bust into singing and then go back into talking but what the talking is on beat and has a certain cadence to it while he can jump into a random note and really stretch out a Word or a sentence, and then goes right back into talking. It's Disney and it's musicals, and it doesn't help that you know he,
2: he was locked in a tower for fifteen years until Prince Charming came. Oh wait, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and he's the size of most
3: musketeers,
2: so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> But again, again, I I just think that this uh, song, I like what he did there with it being kind of like an open, an open like Can love script. letter rap, you know, that he kind of like got off his chest. It was dope. And again, for this the last song we got to come back to, y'all don't look right. This this track is again like many others on this mixtape. Him speaking on a former fling that has moved on in some in like in the same vein of like Marvin's Room by Drake. Um, but his raspy R&B melodies and and again the pockets on this record are so astonishing to me. It just seems effortless how he bears his soul over this track. The chorus is simple, repetitive, but perfect and effective um y'all don't look right together y'all don't look right together you know he just he just basically says that y'all don't look right together y'all don't look right together you look like mine forever mine forever again pointing out exactly what y'all said dog that was funny that y'all mentioned the whining shit like and being very hypocritical because he definitely definitely does that um <laughs> He definitely does that. Focus, uh, man. <laughs> Focus, brother.
0: <laughs> Tori Lane just this whole album, he just sound I don't even want to sound like a say that he sounds like a scorned black man. <laughs> because to say that he was scorned would imply that his ex did him wrong. He was the one that was doing the wrong and he's upset that she's out happy somewhere else. It's like, dude, sit, shut up?
1: <clears throat> right. Exactly, exactly. Like, you can't be mad if you don't do right by somebody. So, it, it, the whole album plays like... Um, and I don't know if I'm maybe reading it wrong, if maybe the ter- the title Playboy is supposed to reflect the fact that he did Playboy shit and now he regrets it type shit. I don't know, like... If he he's did
2: crybaby shit. <laughs> right.
1: Um, But Megan Stout already had the crybaby song because he can't do that. No, um, but on this song, his verse is also, again, simple... But perfect for the record, um, where he says, "I know I sound like I know I sound like I'm hating when I'm being honest. Just trying to put my feelings somewhere I can't find them." And again with the it's the rapping, it's the melodic, so it's definitely like how he chooses to stretch words and where he's dropping shit. Um, again, but as I'm reading, dog, y'all brought up such a great point because as I'm reading this, I'm being like, "Damn, this nigga was." Definitely
2: Could change your viewpoint.
1: No, not my viewpoint on, on the music, but just it's funny how you guys pointed out he was whining, being hypocritical, and not like c- crying about shit, but not complaining or not trying to change. And he just <laughs> literally said in this line, I'm just trying to put my feelings somewhere I can't find them because them shits have me acting cr- actin scary. Feel like a knife is going through through my chest and I can't seem to get it out. Look, when we argue, it was, it was nothing this bad. Everything you do. It seems to make me so sad, but it don't mean that we shouldn't get, but it don't mean that we should not get time to reconvene because who you need
2: is me. And plus y'all don't mm, know, right? Wow. He also is really... like he, yeah, he, he found his feelings. He said, I'm sad three bars later. Like <laughs> that is a feeling, man. <laughs> it's an emotion. But dude, just because you want somebody doesn't mean you have to be with them or they want to be with you. Like what the, this, he's a high schooler.
1: <laughs> high school musical. Um, oh man. Short and Easy. sweet. Short and sweet. This is definitely my favorite song on Playboy, though. Um, this is the 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 one for me. Looking at. Uh, overall, this project is full of good music. Tori, it's it's full of g- good music.
2: Ooh. I did <laughs> not know it's produced by Kanye. Hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> Tori is a superb songwriter. I mean, his ability to choose the perfect like cadences and flows and to glide across beats is amazing. Um, he chooses the best. <laughs> To me, he chooses some of the best sonics, the best beats, and finds the best um, sounds to complement his voice. He has a knack for crafting a song that brings those things together on this tape. But, and this is a large Mm -hmm. but, pause, uh, for all of those pieces of this tape that he did well, he falls short (laughs) in terms of repetition (laughs) and
3: focus.
1: (laughs) There are moments in... Which uh, Tori stays too close To the formula and because of that Some of these songs sound too similar In fact in particular Are You Dumb and Distance They actually hold that same fucking Sample which I can't figure out what the fuck it is That same fucking sample um, Drum pattern It's Like he took he basically That is one of the same songs that just had a a Long breakdown when it switched to Distance and then picked back up With that same beat at the end of distance It's like why would you even separate the tracks or why would you keep um, are you dumb attached to her instead of putting are you dumb and distance as the two attra- tracks like whatever artistic creativity you were trying to do there you just did too much anywho also for the for better or worse he tends to have certain songs that sound like he's rapping a run on sentence and not completely finishing the thought now <laughs> as much as it worked on deceiving Eve because it felt like a love letter. Um, it happens a few points on this uh project and it takes away from the the art like artistic use of that style or approach. If that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> like R. Kelly's trapped in a closet. He is kinda telling a story and talking and singing, but it's not really a sentence. It's a ah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, you I can
1: on, you can okay, like after like uh twelve <laughs> trapped in a closet, we got sick of that shit. You can only do you can only do that for so long before it's like, all right man. You might as well have made a goddamn play or some shit like y'all. Y'all might be right. Um, This project has some dope moments in it. I'm not going to ever front about that. But outside of downloading a few songs to stay on a playlist here or there, really like the feels and um, y'all don't look right together. Outside of downloading those, there is not a lot of replay value in this whole track list. I like a lot of things that happen, that are happening here. But I don't know if I will be putting this whole project on consistently.
0: All Probably
1: in, not. All in oh all. My. Uh, I, yeah, I won't. I won't. All in all, Tori still has it. He can still make music regardless of what has ever happened. But this project is not the way um it's not the wave to me. And so I gave it a six point five. Um I like a lot of the pieces of the music that he makes, and I like the his, how he um, tackles certain shit when he makes his music. Um but I don't like the whole thing. You know, it doesn't come together as a whole thing for me that, that I would like want to keep going back to, but it's, it's solid stuff on here though. Um, to me, he is staying too close to his usual lane and might want to get back in the studio and give this another shot. Huh? (laughs) So there you have it. There you have it. I feel like, you know, it's been, it's been some weeks, man, since I've done an album review, uh, over a month at this point, uh, so that felt good. And now, it's time. Wait. For, uh, wait.
0: What, what are we listening to next week?
1: I don't know. I have no idea just yet. There's a couple of things up in the air. I don't know if it's going to be Nick Jonas. I don't know if I want to do another singing motherfucker in another week. Um, I don't know. I've been thinking about going back and doing some legendary, some legendary shit. I've been listening to a lot of Tupac. A lot of Tupac. I don't... You know what's so fucking all weird. All
2: I hear is that I have to edit this. Out. Okay, come on.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna listen to it. But I will say this. World, you should listen to more Tupac. That is like, you know how like our parents always went back to like Earth, Wind and Fire and shit like that? My child yeah. is gonna hear so much Tupac when he like my child is gonna hear so much fucking Machiavellian all eyes on me and me and it's the world. Like he's not, he's gonna get sick of that shit. Because it's just <laughs> I like I I realize that's my that's like some some shit. I can't escape. Like, I listened to that motherfucker faithfully. Like, he just dropped albums last <laughs> last week, bro. I don't know what that is. I always... M could drop an album, and I'm going to listen to M shit. But in, in the midst of listening to M shit, when I get sick of Eminem, I'm going to go back to Pac, and then I'm going to go into whatever this next nigga just dropped. But I'm going to go back to Pac within a day or two in between bumping this album. I was going back to Pac in between the Tory Lane shit. I put the Tory Lane shit down, listened to Tupac for like... Three days straight, and then went back to Tory Lanez. Like it's crazy, dude. Crazy.
0: But have that... you gone back to listen to um, Ty Dolla Sign's album? No, I have not. That I album know. is, I still listen to that. Really? Yes,
1: that is on regular.
0: Um, it's on a regular rotation for me. He has some bangers on that. Damn, oh look. yeah. So if. I don't know when we're going to, what we're going to be listening to next week, but in between your listens to that, I encourage you to actually go back and listen to a Feature Inside Dollar Sign. That oh, shit, shit. He, he had some shit on there.
1: Okay. Shit. All right. Well, hey, y'all. Y'all also listen to TS and go ahead and check out that Ty Dollar sign. You feel me? Um, <laughs> Man, it's, so, it's, I feel like we haven't done this in so long, the four of us. It's so much music that's been popping up that I'm like, ooh, this shit is good. Like, oh, another thing, another thing, another thing, real quick. Cardi B's song, Up. I really like that song. And I didn't, when it first came out, I was like, ah, whatever. And then my girlfriend kept playing it, kept playing it, kept playing it. And I'm like, damn. And you know, it's crazy. It's, um, I don't, so y'all know how hype a motherfucker like me can get. And my girlfriend, is she's like more, a little bit more tame than me, right? Yeah. She'll put that song on and start bouncing around the house in my face, like, nigga, like, you better turn up with me. And I'm like, all right, fuck, all right. So she's been playing it so much. And I'm like, and then I started listening to it. And I'm starting like, this beat is in- it's actually really infectious. And then I'm like, wait a minute. She kind of said some slick shit right here to, you know, look her. Ride like her the whole like flow and shit on that shit. I'm like, damn, I, f- I see why I motherfuckers fuck with Shorty low key. Like, Dude, already be getting her shit off. Her definitely be
0: getting it. her shit off. For music, looking forward to. And then she
2: became a singer, a rapper.
0: I'm looking forward to. Um... stripper joke. No. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pop, and Oh, Proc, the yeah. For sure.
2: The beige you know, Jowl. Oh, for sure. Oh, God. There's
0: plenty of time,
2: dude. That's one of those, like, you, you try to bet yourself that you can't dance to it and you end up losing every time.
1: <laughs> I, uh, for sure, like, there's a whole vibe with that motherfucking uh We definitely, please believe when that album dropped, it's going to be reviewed on this, um, because I feel like it's something, it's one where we can all get into that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's something where the elements of music are not gonna be, you know, super hip hop focused. It's gonna be somewhere we're talking about the instrumentation really, really heavily. And that's gonna be, you know, Cody and, and Russell's, you know, part. And then we're gonna be talking about the smoothness of the tracks and the melodies and shit. I feel like that's gonna be TS's, you know, his, his vibe, his groove, you know, what he gonna get into. So I'm really. Excited about chopping it up about that album, um. So that's gonna be that's gonna be one for the books. I feel like, but uh,
2: yeah, you know, what I mean, it's, it
1: is what it is. You know what I mean? So, in transitioning, it is now time for oh yeah,
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Procity. Oh yeah. Let's, let's not do that. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's enough. <laughs> Nobody
2: see now that I know that it bugs you.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, you just uh, sound suspect. Uh, it
0: don't uh, bother me. Oh, oh, yeah. You sound suspect, yeah. Oh, yeah. Suspect? Oh yeah. suspect? Oh
3: yeah. Don't turn your camera on, <laughs> your camera on dude. Oh yeah. He's you know, suspect. Oh like, okay. yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So oh
1: yeah. <laughs> you do sound like a nuttin' hamster, bro. I don't know like why. Right. Like, I don't know what's going on over there, but. It is it supposed to be Canadian? Can- Canadian?
2: Washington, Canadian? Canadian? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's supposed to be Ralph Nader. Um, it is it supposed to be a Canadian like a uh, South Park joke? is I missing or?
2: more know? Midwest. I was gonna say mm-hmm. if you want to call it Canada slash Minnesota, Wisconsin. It's more bagel head ass. First bagel. I don't. Everything bagels with cream cheese. Uh, I don't.
0: Let's no no we're not. It's we're not even not a linguistic thing. We're not, not. We're not having a linguistic conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not doing oh, yeah. Russell
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start then i to try and move it along. <laughs> 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 um, like, Cody, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um so funny enough, since we were talking about people we're still listening to, um I've i st- I've been listening to um Jonah Lucas and Reason, honestly. Okay. Is- oh, right on.
0: Nice, nice. Oh yeah?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, um, as usual, first and foremost, let's go ahead and get to the, the shout out for this episode. Drum roll. Um, the shout out comes from KDS Creates For You, Ding. and that's actually K-D-S-C-R-E-A-T-E-S For and You, um, and you can find her on, uh, Facebook and, um, Instagram under that same, uh, name, as well as her website, which is KDS Creates For You same spelling, dot B-I-G-C-A-R-T-E-L dot com. That's uh, KDS Creates for You, BigCartel.com. And she makes um, unique, handmade art pieces, jewelry um, from different uh, materials. So they're always a -a one-of-a-kind thing. Um, So it's really dope. Like bracelets and 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 uh, necklaces, earrings, and other different art pieces that are outside of the jewelry thing um, that are really dope. Um, she's always sold out whenever I try to go go um, uh, get something from her, but she does take um, requests and requisitions. So um, stop supporting her; she can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she's a um, she's um, she does so such dope artwork, and she's um, such a great person. So. Um, go ahead and support, support, support. Again, that's K-D-S-C-E, oh, excuse me, C-R-E-A-T-E-S for you. K-D-S-C-R-E-A-T-E-S for you. is for you. Let me
2: it's for <laughs> you.
3: Right. Now, I was really racking my brain trying to figure out what to talk about this week without feeling redundant or seemingly stagnant with the usual topics I bring up. But as life would have it, these things tend to happen in cycles and circles, um, much to PS's yes, chagrin. Um, <laughs> round events which continue to keep turning, turning around, as the saying goes, those who don't learn history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, or something similar as many interpretations and in people's personal flair has altered the same to fit their own circumstances. Um, okay. <laughs> but we still seem to be in the same pattern overall. There just seems to be more available methods and media streams to showcase how we are at our base form, humanity, of course. Um, The pride, the prejudice, the practice, the performance, the perception, the uh, perspective, excuse me, the power, the pain, the purpose. There are different levels to the personas we portray individually and as a collective, whether that be in our own families, on and at our jobs, in edu- educational settings, and popular settings, in our own isolated states, as a state, as a country, as a continent, as a planet, on this bluish, greenish ball or plate, if you prefer, um, we see both the light and dark side of humanity. This past week, um, what I found interesting was there was a woman who was uh, who was a legislator uh, who was arrested for trying to Stop the increased voter suppression in Georgia, um, and she's a straight, uh, state representative. Um, <laughs> so, um, um, I'm sad to say that when I heard of this news story, I immediately assumed she was Black. Um, and she is, but the fact that I can say with certainty that a person was arrested for knocking on a door, um, is 95 to percent, uh, I'm not sure 95 percent to 100 percent Black, because the type of crime, I think that notion is just ridiculous because it's happened so many times that I could just pinpoint and be like, oh, yeah, they're black or, oh, yeah, they're white or they're this or they're that due to the nature of the crime um, with some exceptions, but usually it's, it's right on. And in this case, because she was knocking on the door um, to be involved in the voting process, which she's supposed to be as a state representative. Right. Um, they, they locked her up. Um, and for obstruction of, uh, I think it's obstruction of uh, legal practice or legal process or something like that. It was something really, really off. Go ahead, Nicole.
1: I was just gonna, I was gonna ask, well, what did they lock her up for? But you, you said it, and it just doesn't oh, yeah. make any sense because isn't that her whole job as a state? Right. Right. right.
3: Wow. Um, now the community rallied together to support her, which I, you know, which I always think is amazing. But many missed the mark on making a real difference due to being preoccupied and not really paying attention. Um, for example, yeah, we all celebrated. Well, some or most of us did when the previous president had to put his feet to some pebbles forth. But that's not the ending of where things should be for us as far as the election and voting process goes. Uh, do you guys happen to know when the next election is?
1: Um, wait, no. there. I think here is uh, April, isn't it?
3: April
1: six. Okay, and that that was I was you know, I have these like text messages or whatever that come to my phone. I don't know mm-hmm. how that started or when that started, but um I was I gonna. That's
3: good to have
1: though. <laughs> no, no, dead ass, dead ass, dead ass. And I was gonna say like, what? Um, I feel like didn't we just do like our... Um, because I just we just voted last year, not not the presidential election, but last uh fall or whatever we voted for. I thought it was like state legislators and things of that nature. So I'm trying to right. Fi- right so I'm trying to figure this, out what this election this, is
3: for. This is after the primary. So the primary happened in February, to where they selected different uh, representatives for each office, if I'm not mistaken. And this is where we vote to get them elected. So uh, we pick the judici- uh, judicial, the educational, the municipal officers, um, and, and different county officers um, to express. Where we want the reform and change to happen, as far as getting the right people uh, to represent the represent us in the in the, the different uh, levels of state government. Excuse <laughs> me. Oh man. So this is one of the important um, um, elections that really directly affect us who live in this city and this state. Right. Um, but many people are just satisfied of having Trump out of office, um, or they're dissatisfied of having Trump out of office. But this is where we we really need to be focusing and voting to get the right people, um, over our school systems, over our, um, law and order system, um, over the different, um, taxing, um... (laughs) You know, all these different positions that really affect us... Our day-to-day life. ...immediately. Right. Uh, because the president may pass some things or may allow some things to go in the past, um, but you know the previous election where we got to vote for our uh, state representatives and the electoral, uh, electoral college uh, candidates and things of that nature um, was important, um, and it is good to have a person in power who is looking out for the people of the country. But this, these, these smaller "quote unquote" elections are what are really important to our everyday lives that we don't really um, go after as hard. We don't campaign as hard, but we don't make that much noise about
1: it. Right. Not. Honestly, I feel like that sh- shit is something that worries me because we spent so much time last year ranting and raving about getting Joe Biden in the office. And I gotta tell you, I don't know if I'm convinced that, I don't know if I'm convinced that that was necessarily. Not to say that I would want Trump in office, but I just politically, I don't know what I want I don't know what I want anymore because I don't see anything changing. You know, even you know this is because this election year was so port, so important. There were so much shit promised on the back end. Um. That we just felt like, oh man, he's gonna come in and he's gonna just boom, 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 you know what I'm saying? And it's already April and, you know, he's been doing this shit two two months, two and a half months, roughly, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of get, I kind of like been having this feeling of just like, not despair, but like, just like, oh fuck. It's like,
3: well, let me tell you some of the things that he's, um, Put into place so that he's, he's right. I was going to say in the first hundred days,
2: he did more than Trump did in Trump four did. years. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, he got our um, our um, uh, what's the, the, thing, the stimulus and, um, kind of passed almost immediately. Like they, they had some some friction, but it was definitely quicker than Trump did. Um, he's really um, focused on the um, school forgiveness thing um, that he said he was he was, he was working on. Um, also, they have a plan in place that hopefully will go through that while we're in this pandemic period. Um, they are trying to promote um, giving people, um, t- um, I think it's two thousand dollars a month or something like that. Uh, yeah, so small, small business, business too. And then once the um, emergency is declared over, they're still going to um, try to get um, people a thousand dollars to kind of keep them afloat while they're you know, getting back to jobs, getting back to the to, to the rhythm and things of that nature. Uh, but he's 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 um, pushing a lot of things forward. Um, with his cabinet to try to get things in place to make it better, basically, <laughs> during this time of our emergency. So he is, he is something. Some things, some things um, I don't really think he really has the power to do so. And that's kind of like where we need to really get those people in place to support um, these ideas. And that's, that's what, what, you know, these general elections and these, these um, um, state representatives and uh, electoral, co- uh, electoral college, Um, candidacies um, that we really have to look at and really focus on, but getting everybody to do that is what is the struggle.
0: So here's why uh, some of that is scary for me. Because Mm -hmm. though I do appreciate the stimulus being rolled out and things like this and him talking about um, uh, the student student loan forgiveness and the good policies that he's put forward, the way that they have been approved and put forward is scary mm-hmm. they were approved because the republicans were rail- were railroaded that democrats were able to use their majority to overpower everything that the republicans had to say so mm-hmm. it's pretty much we're we're in power so we're going to do this that right. doesn't sound democratic Yep. At all. Yep. At, That's
2: at the same definitely. point though. Republicans have been doing that right. same thing right. for like twenty five years. years.
3: Yeah. For, like they've always decades. been the
2: majority, so we had no right. say. Now it's like let's correct shit now. Right. You know?
3: The increase in in prison, uh, 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 prison reform, uh, where it doesn't actually reform the prisoner, but it reforms the prisons and makes more money for the the people who own the prisons, which are usually heavily Republican. That stuff has been going on for at least twenty five to thirty years. Um, for multiple uh, multiple presidents, um, the, um, the way certain taxes are, are um, instituted, uh, the suppression of voters, especially now that Trump has lost, you're going to see more of that, especially in the South, um, with um, them putting different situations or putting different bills and laws into place. I think Georgia passed like five or six um, bills to make it harder to vote. Like, these type of things have been in place um, under Republican rule, for a long time. So to see this stuff overturned or um, attempting to be overturned and the speed at which it's being overturned, I'm not that scared. But I do fear that the next four years after this, after, after this four years, the period is, is not provided. Like, do we really expect him to be in office uh, for another four years? I don't think that's likely, especially uh, at his age, um, seeing how the presidency ages you terribly because of the stress and the pressure and the things uh, that you necessarily have to deal with on a daily basis, I don't see him getting a second term out Then that leaves, who do we put up? Do we put um, uh, Ms. Khan up? Because we you know how America feels about a woman president. Uh, that, that this These are the things that I worry about, because it's not these current four years that I'm worried about, but the following after that, because now we have to figure out where do we go from here? How do we stay in a position where this won't come back on us, you know I mean? Right.
0: Yeah. Which is why I worry about it, because (laughs) the Republicans, with whatever power that they've been throwing around over the last however many years, maybe I haven't been paying attention as much as I've been paying attention to politics now. I just feel like they're going to be extremely petty when they come back into office. That's what politics has been
2: lately, like,
0: 8, 12,
2: 16 years is pettiness. Yeah, it's not like that let's thing. have a debate or like even or than that, It's you know, they just vote against each other because they hate each other.
3: When we lost, um, when we lost the um, okay. the actual equilibrium as far as um, having the same amount of uh, Democrats and Republicans in the in the, in the office um, to balance things out to make sure things were um, um, rationed. Or, or a reason for, or what's the word I'm looking for, um, uh, deliberate in a, in a rational and reasonable uh, uh, manner, um, that's when things really started to go down here, when there was more Republican support in the uh, House and the Senate or whatever, um, and things were leaning heavily towards Republican values and not in, um, in the best interest of the country, but preferentially for those who had a certain viewpoint, that's when things started to get rough. And then it became a, a shifting back and forth as far as just how petty and how um, antagonistic one side could be.
1: Right, this, I, it's, it's, TS, I totally, and, and I get it what you guys are saying for like, sure. I, I
3: agree, been, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just, <laughs> it, is, it is scary to think that any one side at any, any time could railroad another one, you know what I'm saying? And it does mm-hmm. suck that Republicans have played this game for so long. But see, but here's the thing, too there is okay, so I guess for me, one of the biggest things I, that I've ever been worried about, um, because I have diabetes is healthcare. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I would, I would to, today vote for anybody that was going to push universal health care and tr- make that happen. Um, I um, Trump did something. There's so many different laws and things that are signed in the in a action and made to be different and, and, and fix shit that you know where little shit has slipped in. Trump did something last year, um, where he lowered the price of insulin tremendously, and because we're because it's Trump. Some of the shit he signed in since he's been president reversed that. I don't know what was attached to it, um, because a lot of shit is layered in other shit. You know what I mean? And which is what I hate about politics is because you, I don't want a gun bill. If we're here talking about the stimulus package, don't put shit about guns in the fucking stimulus. Like that. Like stop. It's always how it's been done. It's basic fabrics of our, of at least American politics for sure. Um, Right. Where we're going, we, where the bill is about, it's going to be called the COVID bill, but we're also going to be talking about fucking uh, railroad infrastructure and uh, whatever the fuck else You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know what he reversed, but because everything is, you know, we got to fix the shit that Trump did, that shit got rolled back. And so I just get to the point where I'm like, it was kind of like, damn, like, I I know, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's frustrating. It's just so frustrating because it's, we're playing this game of Crips or Bloods, you know what I'm saying? Right. East or West, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, this side or that side. There's no... When, I was gonna say, there's no gray area when in real life, there is no black and white. It's all gray area. It's all gray area. And, and and when it comes to human, you know, the responsibilities that we have on this planet to one another, to everything that's going on, it's no... It's never really black black, black and white, so...
3: The thing about, um, and uh, a lot of people didn't really understand the Affordable Care Act that Obama actually proposed um, before it had its many different reforms, and even then um, afterwards, um, Trump, and he lowered insulin costs for a couple reasons, but uh, Mm -hmm. the Affordable Care Act was trying to get those people with uh, um, 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 uh, pre-existing illnesses and conditions to be covered completely through the state um, so that they wouldn't have to worry about those costs. But Republicans, again, um, were heavily big pharmacy... um, 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 Sponsored. Agents. Right,
0: right,
3: right. (laughs) Uh, So where they kept trying to reform it, trying to reform it, so that the um, Affordable Care Act that came out did cover... um, diabetic um, 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 treatments and and certain things, but um, insulin was considered um, um, I can't remember what they called it, but it really made a spike. And so to spite Obama, because Trump himself did not understand the Affordable Care Act and what he tried to do, he did a lot of things that Obama was actually trying to get past and thereby helping Obama in in his ignorance um, when he was trying to spite him. So just to to kind of give you an idea of (laughs) what type of uh, moron we were dealing with. Right. Um, But out of that, a lot of good things happened. Like I said, I don't um, hate Trump as a person, per se. Um, I think he's a moron for political, uh, for politics, just period. Um, And he doesn't really understand things. And his pride really gets in the way of him actually learning his job and being good at his job. Um, because he relies on his business sense which isn't necessarily bad but if you have knowledge of the business that is the United States um, there was a lot of things he could have done for the people if he was really for the people you know what I mean
0: right right yeah same I don't hate the dude yeah I think he was stupid but I don't know he, him enough to I don't know him enough in person to hate any you know what I'm saying like right I, yeah I, I he has done good things. I'm sure he's done good him. things. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't Damn, been completely him. bad.
3: <laughs> right. When well, we hear about these... these... <laughs> What'd you say?
2: <laughs> Alexa, play YG. Alexa, cancel.
3: Wait. We hear about these, these different um, common issues and these positions uh, that revolve around us on a regular basis with different um, friends, with families, with people passing by. Like if you're in a restaurant or in the mall and you hear some people talking about certain things or they bring up um, something that's happened that was shared on Twitter or on Facebook. Um, and and these are the types of things that, like I said, this general election is for. Um, it is similar to a problem that the Black community in particular keeps raising up but it does not come together for a solution, I would say maybe nine times out of ten. Um, a friend of mine posed a question um, on Facebook, and a few other people have done likewise on many different platforms, um, but he just made his status um, kind of currently. Um, and the question had to do with um, how to generate wealth and build a community of like-minded people to help the community flourish. Um, and the question usually goes, why can't we... Um, get this amount of people and get this amount together and go do this or buy this bank or buy this gas station, you know, or just buy back those things that um, we could put money back into the community and so forth. And the problem with that is that everyone has their own point of view and level of of understanding of how business works, and usually they don't see eye to eye um, or they can't hold each other accountable as an equal. Um, we have this problem with um, not not only just competition, but just being able to see each other as equal. Uh, we always kind of feel like we're better than others or someone may be better than us, where they may just have uh, access to different resources that we do, and they have other opportunities that we may not have. But instead of, you know, either hating on them or Feeling less than or greater than, we don't ever approach them with the thought of, "Yo, we can collab on this. Um, could you help me with this? Um, let me help you with this." We don't really approach it from that. That um, that we don't we don't we don't have that approach. <laughs> we see each other as either someone who's a competition that I have to be better than, or someone who's not as great as us. Who I have no use for and that is a terrible attitude to have um, in order to try and build a community Right. <laughs> there's a deeply embedded and traumatic scar in the hearts of the people that is passed down from generation to generation because of that previous duality that I spoke about, the light and the dark of, of, of human nature um, I assume we've all heard or, or, or yeah we've at least heard of Black Wall Street
1: Yep, yeah,
3: yep. And and, and what has happened to it? Cody, I'm not sure. Have have you talked about this before?
2: Yes, Uh, sorry. I'm doing dishes. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
3: All right. So we know, the uh, the, uh, maybe not the specific details, but um, the fact that the government was responsible for um, destroying the livelihood, wealth, stability, homeostasis, and confidence of a particular group of people um, in their attempt to be independent and communal in their independence.
0: Right, yeah.
3: All right. So there are also other such events and tragedies and and many other atrocities that have been committed by this country alone that give people this fear to try anything that brings us together uh, to create our own sense of wealth and well-being. Um, Our mortality overrides our morality, especially when it comes to... um, Picking on someone easily, or picking on someone who seems easy, um, as we've discussed in the past. We're quick to jump on people um, as far as like the cancer culture thing, um, uh, uh, or someone we deemed as um, quote unquote threat, even though they may not be as prevalent as some of the things that we really need to focus on and get rid of, or change, or reform.
0: Agreed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how you stay in power. You make sure that the little guy doesn't uh, grow. Yeah. Tory Lanes. <laughs> Full circle. Full cycle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we focus on many things that don't matter as much because of how propagandic this nation is. Um, it forces us to view things from a certain perspective instead of allowing us the right to view things as we see them Make our own assumptions, deductions, and act upon it. We clamored and fought for certain rights and only used them kind <laughs> of, oh, putting us in a perpetual state of seemingly winning and losing continuous battles for just being able to be human. Yep. We strive to have the same opportunities and resources that the wealthier do, but with this country's level of greed, it is a hard fought process. Um, to conclude, And, you know, I don't want to make this any longer than it already is. It's already depressing enough. Um, The world is not necessarily reverting back to anything. Uh, Technology has just made it possible to expose um, everything and to make it seem more prevalent. Um, However, what are we doing with this information? What can we change within ourselves to give other people? How can we affect the change in others? Can we even do so? Can we put ourselves aside and look out for each other? Are we so far gone that this is simply another dream to keep us sane instead of a platform to give us hope? I don't necessarily want the answers to these questions, nor am I saying that I necessarily have solutions to them. But what I do want to do is encourage us to be a little better, a little nicer, a little less selfish, and take hold of the things that we can to collectively improve ourselves, our communities, and our lives.
1: Yeah, for sure. Damn, for sure.
0: Yes? Uh, I guess it's on the topic of <laughs> Oh, boy. So, when we first started this pod and you would say stuff, it would be so much easier to go off of whatever you're trying to do and transition <laughs> to a fucked up story. But... Up. Wait,
2: wait, what was the story again? I want to see if I can help. Which oh, we well,
0: going with? I can always transition. I I mean, yeah. I told jokes to uh, my mom's Please don't. That's, not, actually. that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm good at transitions. No transition. But, um... <laughs> I think, as of, I don't want to say as of lately, but um, some of the pods, it's harder to transition into a fucked-up story because you drop some heavy shit, and it's like, I know this is supposed to be the comic relief, but... Like Lizzo. <laughs> fuck. <laughs>
1: That I I mean one thing I will say about Russ is that uh, the topics that he chooses are they're very they're very timely like this because it's, it's so funny you talk about the election and all that shit because it was something that I was just thinking of the last like week or two just like damn like like this motherfucker. like you just really want things to be better and you feel like you do your part as a citizen but the truth is like
0: you got to start at the local level and you got to start I, small right and yeah. we so it's just. Lord Jesus, Lord,
3: people don't see the importance of the general election and how that leads to the electoral college and then how that leads to the presidency. This is all a process, all a process, and all a, all a process that that every part needs to be functional in order for it to be uh, effective.
2: Yeah, right. Are you taking requests for reciprocity stuff?
3: Sure, inbox me, text me, I don't care, I'll go look it up.
0: Yeah. All right, Fed. Well, on the topic of um, improving people's lives, let's jump into a story with many layers that comes with a punchline at the end. You will enjoy it. Or not. (laughs) Who who knows? (laughs) So, um, back in, let's say, the 1800s, yeah, late 1800s, there was a chick who was found in a French river, and they don't know how this chick died... They assumed that she drowned, but I guess with the technology that they had back then, it wasn't as advanced as the technology that we had now to put basketball players back together, so they just guessed (laughs) how people died when they found them in (laughs) random areas. This one chick... um, Oh, yeah, also in this time in France, when people were found dead, they would take their bodies, and then they would put them in windows. (laughs)
1: Like Uh, a shop
0: or something like that. Like, is this
1: your nigga? Like...
0: Right, exactly, because they didn't know how to identify the person. They weren't doing DNA samples or anything, so they would just hang them up in the window so people would walk by and be like, oh, yeah, that's dude right there. Uh, That's me. Let's bring him home, or uh, whatever. uh, People started to enjoy this kind of thing, so they would look forward to random people showing up, and this (laughs) (laughs) this one particular woman was hanging in the window after she had supposedly drowned and this one guy had become mm-hmm. smitten with her and claimed her, decided to um, oh, preserve her face and put a mask like make a mask out of her face or something like that. He thought <laughs> Isn't she that was Moulin so Anson, beautiful. I'll make a man out of you, but I'll make a mask out of you. of of He thought she was so beautiful to he thought She. was so beautiful that he decided to make a mask out of her face and I guess other people thought that the mask was so beautiful that they wanted copies of the mask, too. So he began to make more copies of this chick's face, and people were wearing this mask around. Fast forward almost 100 years later... Oh, God.
1: uh, Oh, God. I feel like I know... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Fast forward almost 100 years later, there's this dude that was trying to make a CPR dummy but needed the face to be... Known and comfortable for people to use, and he came across this chick's face, this particular mask. He applied well, it to the CPR pit. dummy, and then it was applied to all the other CPR dummies across the world. So, oh my god! I... Uh, yep. <laughs> so, I knew it, If you've dude. ever performed CPR, been CPR trained, or whatever, you most likely have been kissing the inspired dead face of some random drowned chick in France of 1880-something. I mother- so there you
1: go. I motherfucking knew you were going to tell me everybody liked that <laughs> mask so much, so they mass-produced the mask, and now that mask has been mass-produced, and it's something that you see, you just don't know it. I knew that she was coming. People yep. are fucking f- fucked. <laughs> They're fucked, man. They're fucked. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Th- yeah. There's that. Yeah, that's that's not my mind lives.
3: went. <laughs> My mind definitely went he was like they were hanging up in the in the windows. I'm like, oh this window clean is starting to stink, we need to get another one.
2: <laughs> nope. Nope. Please ready, Rich.
0: Eep, 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 eep. And then <laughs> the fun fact is actually gonna be fun because the story was really actually fucked up. And it was a fun fact in itself, honestly. honestly. But yeah. Uh Cody had sent over that. There's a high schooler who invented color-changing sutures to detect infection. She is from Iowa City, Iowa, and I guess her main ingredient is beets. Somehow these beets oh. will be injected into whatever, and then I like her life, hmm, even though I sent it to you, <laughs> didn't read it. <laughs> of course not. They change this beet chemical thing or whatever changes colors if it detects any kind of infection in the body. So it should help doctors, if they decide to use her invention, it should help doctors uh, detect infections a lot faster, because they will see where it is in the body. And because it's out of beats and organic stuff like that, it, I don't think it's going to really tear anything up too much, but whatever.
3: So, if there's um, a physician named Andre, would he be beats <laughs> by
2: what? I uh <laughs> I uh, I heard from my therapist last week because she was eating beets that Is your therapist they... Wayne?
0: Sorry. Horrible.
2: Um <laughs> wow. I see what you did
0: there. I was like, Oh, I didn't know Wayne was he liked beets. Got it, got it.
2: Yeah. No, it doesn't. Anyways. Um uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, yes, continue. Um, that apparently beets uh, help cut down inflammation or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, but I, that, I don't like beets. And she's like, well, have you ever tried it? And I said, no, but I'm probably not going to. But I heard that cold water helps, so I'm going to do that. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. We appreciate
0: yeah. That.
2: Something, something, inflammation. Huzzah.
0: Right. Huzzah. Eat your vegetables, Cody. <laughs> Cheese, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is episode 96 of Not Politically Correct. It's the homie TS aka C Nova. You know, I gotcha. You can find me on Twitter at C Nova KPZ McCoy. It's your boy
1: McCoy aka Mr. Do aka Young Flash God. And you can find me on Twitter at McCoy KPZ oh. Cody
2: Cody aka Brody aka Ghost aka Nickname Nathaniel aka Navajojo oh. aka Banjojo aka oh. Nickname Nathaniel. Aka... Nah, I forget all that. Oh, I missed those. Okay, just playing Johnny, a.k.a. <laughs> the Aquatic Avery himself.
1: <laughs> CD record on everything.
3: I CD ReCore everywhere. <laughs> uh, oh. Never a fuck, a.k.a. Compact
1: Disc Factory. Anyways. Oh,
3: uh, we Wireman, Teddy Rice, Three Refigures, Universal Schooler Scheme, Presenter rest of Us. Um you can find me on stuff I said earlier. Oh just gotta rewind. <laughs> and, right,
1: on, right. and on that note, gang.